This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Toots. Once, once round is enough, buddy. That is Toots and the Maytals, of course, with uh, Country Roads, their rendition of. It is uh, Friday evening. You're listening to the Afro-Caribbean Show here on 105.4 FM, 1575 AM, and we stream online at oar.org.nz, where you can download all your awesome local uh, podcasts, yeah? Listen to them whenever you like. All right, we are going to get into it. Um... Yeah, what do we want to say? Apologies in advance for any uh, faux pas or, or bits of silence. I'm, you know, I've got a doctor's note. Just, just bear with me. Now, let's see. Um, 
Well, I should tell you, tonight I want to feature one of my favorite artists ever. Last one I saw before we went into lockdown last year. All you regular listeners will know that I'm talking about Laurie Anderson. Um, she, yeah, it was a great, great week. I, or a few days I spent in Wellington. Managed to, managed to see her perform twice and also give an interview. Three separate sort of events. What a night. Uh, what a week. And, um, yeah, so going to feature Lori tonight. Uh, you know, I often feature artists. Usually it's in the reggae genre, but I do play some poetry and spoken word from time to time. And we haven't heard from Lori in a little while. So we did a little bit last show, but, you know, give you a proper taste of Lori Anderson. Just really. Mm. Now, before we do, I do want to recognize today being the 22nd of October, if you're listening to this live. Uh, a few days ago was what the 14th anniversary of the death of Lucky Dubay, one of South Africa's most renowned uh, reggae artists, but also just all around, just real popular musician, especially in South Africa, but out of South Africa, just really well known. And um, yeah, tragic death quite taken from us quite a bit too early. I want to say he was what, 39-ish? No, something like that. But anyway, um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it took us all by surprise, I think. And we do miss him. So yeah, we'll hear from him first and not entirely uh, uh unironically the the song will be uh, let's see if we've got it queued up hold on gotta make sure we got the right tune in you know um the song is called remember me and it's a live version and it's just really awesome Oops. sorry i came on a bit strong there but enjoy The girls on stage are fired. We're gonna sing the song together. Yo. Alright, I wanna hear everybody singing this song. And if you don't know this song, please get your passport ready and get out of South Africa. One, a two, a three, a four. Let me hear
Mm, yeah, sing it toots. All right, uh, we were hearing just then uh, Lucky Dubay with Remember Me, beautiful rendition. Love his, the way he chats up the crowd and stuff, you know, just really worked an audience well. It's it's one challenge, I think, of being an artist. You know, it's not required to come out and work the audience, but it's part of what makes the experience for a lot of people to go to see a live show. It's a weird old thing, live shows, you know, with the whole, the pressure that artists have to, per, to perform consistently is, is the really unfair thing. Not because some can't, some can, but if they don't, they get dragged for it. And um, I wasn't a huge fan of Whitney Houston, but I think she was a really good example of an artist who just really got beat up over not having a perfect performance. But hey, she's not lip syncing it, right? She's fucking trying to sing the bloody songs. Let her, you know, let her have an off night or something. Uh, uh, people are funny that way. I always say, if you expect to go to a live show and hear what's on the CD, just go home and listen to the CD and turn it up real loud. <laughs> You're going to have a better time, I, th- I think, unless it's, I don't, know, I don't know, I guess there's a whole social element to it that's I enjoy, but it's not so important to me. I mean, I've been to places with really strong social elements, um, Grateful Dead shows and shit, but, uh, and I enjoy that. But there's also, like, the Dead were a perfect example of a band who was seldom perfect. Um, really a magical band in more ways than one, but really very, very talented musicians. And you just had to go and enjoy it. And the show was the whole experience, not just whether or not they sounded like the fucking CD or the album, you know? But anyway, I, I rabbit on. Because what I'm going to do for you now, I'm going to pivot on that point, and I'm going to say that the first song by Laurie Anderson whom we're featuring tonight, is probably the one that's best known by her. So if, if you were around in 1982, <clears throat> um, not to give away my age, but um, I, I think I remember hearing it then. It, it got as popular as any of her songs did, but then I got introduced to her more properly a few years on from that and have been a big fan ever since, and we are going to feature her tonight. I, I did want to give a shout-out to young folks that um, have been involved in the political scene over the last few years. I don't think you all get enough recognition because... <laughs> One of the frustrating things about politics is it's a bit of a slow grind sometimes, and there are things that we can't afford to be doing slowly now. Uh, I respect your frustration, and I, I, I you know, acknowledge it, and it's 100% legit. Um, but you got to get into it. And look at the differences we have made, right? Getting Chloe elected, getting Aaron elected. So we can make a difference. We're, we're out there in bigger numbers than people realize, and voting can matter. It doesn't always, but it can matter. The more people that do it, the more it matters. So get into it. Uh, carry on is what I should. That's really what I'm saying. Um, we've, we've got a local body elections next year and national elections the year after that. So the machine starts to ramp up about now. So keep your ears on to the ground and, and you know, get, get people talking about the issues that matter to you. And I think we'll be surprised at how many issue, people share the same central issues. So, yeah. But I'm going to stop rabbiting on. I'm going to feature... For a start with Laurie Anderson tonight. Oh, and it uh, is that. Hold on, hold, hold your horses there, Joe. Let's just make sure we got the right thing. Oh, there we go. You know, it is it is fairly long. Uh, just gonna double check. One, three, four. Yeah, okay. No, that's cool. It's quite a long track and uh, settle in. Open up the windows. It's a beautiful night and um, drink something nice or whatever and yeah, get into it. Here we go, Laurie Anderson and Oh Superman. Oh, 
I had this dream, and in it my mother is sitting there, cutting out pictures of hamsters from magazines. In some of the pictures, the hamsters are pets, and some are just scenes where hamsters are somewhere in the background. She's got a whole pile of these, these cedar chips, you know the kind from the bottoms of hamster cages. She's gluing them into the frames for the pictures. She glues them together and frames the pictures and, and then hangs them over, over the fireplace. 
That's more or less her method. And suddenly I, I realize that this is just her way of suggesting to me that I should become a structuralist filmmaker, which I had, you know, planned to do anyway. lover and I was somewhere I guess in the White House and there were lots of other women there too and they were supposed to be his lovers too but I never even saw Jimmy Carter and none of the other women ever saw him either and there was this big discussion going on because Jimmy had decided to open up the presidential elections to the dead. That is, that anyone who had ever lived could have the opportunity to become president. He said he thought it would be more democratic that way. The more choice you had, the more democratic it would be. Caribbean Show, 105.4 FM. Baby, don't. 
Jamaica. Uh, never been, but I would certainly like to go. They sure make it sound lovely. Much like the song's namesake, West Virginia, I can attest to that being beautiful. So, there you go. Now, um, I don't mind sharing. I actually learned to drive on West Virginia's country roads and grew up rafting on the Shenandoah River. So, there you go. For a firm called Blue Ridge Outfitters. How good is that? It's almost like someone should write a song about it. Thank you, John Denver. Um, now, we were listening a moment ago to Laurie Anderson with Baby Doll off her What's that off? Strange Angels, which I think was the album through which I was properly introduced to Laurie. It remains near and dear to my heart to this day, this whole album. Uh, Before that, we heard Democratic Way and Frames for Pictures off Live from the USA. Live in... Hold on. Let me get the album title. I feel like I... uh, United States Live. Sorry. We'll get there. And before that, we heard Oh, Superman. And that was... Not off Strange Angels. That was off of Big Science. So, skipping around here as we feature our dear uh, and beloved Laurie Anderson tonight. Oh, Superman started us off there, right? And then at the top of the hour, we had Lucky Dubay and Remember Me. And I just want to remember, in addition to all the young folks getting out and being politically active, and this, this is, some of them are included in that, who have run for office, and maybe not one, but done a goddamn good job of getting in there and, you know, making people feel represented and and they are when when you be one of the major party candidates jack brazil well done young son um it's just awesome it's it's really it's inspirational is what it is because what it means is that there's a generation coming up i think one one thing you can fault gen x for is not being more politically involved and i don't mean out in the streets but i mean actually getting into office and doing shit um it's almost like we were a bit of a silent generation, but the young folks coming up today who are not so silent, more power to you, and we're there with you. Speaking of things that that has achieved, right, this is Labor Day weekend in New Zealand. Monday is Labor Day, so, and, and the weekend, I mean, brought to you by people being active and getting involved and telling, you know, telling pe- the, the companies how it's going to be rather than the other way around. 
So good on you. Keep it up. And um, I'll go ahead and wish a preemptive happy Halloween to folks. That's still about a week out or so, a little more, I guess. Um, but next week, this show is repeated, you see. So uh, it's as close as I can get to it without having passed it. So happy Halloween. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's probably more for the folks in the U.S. because people here take a bit of a dim view of it. And I, I think it's misunderstood, though. It's um, it's often seen here as sort of a begging for candy thing. But it's real important to understand that, A, in the U.S., all those street decoration scenes that you see in TV shows, they're, they're all grossly exaggerated for the most part. I mean, you'll find places like that, but it's very, very much the exception. And some of them you don't, you just don't find. They're too extreme. But um, the other thing, too, about trick-or-treating is that you can opt out. You know, it's not like someone... You, you must open your door if someone knocks. You turn your porch light out. And if your porch light is out in the neighborhood, it means that you're not playing. But if your porch light's on, kids know to knock on your door. So it's very much an opt-in, opt-out system, in fact. It's very important to understand that in the U.S. It's not like an extortion deal where, you know, they're going to break your kneecaps at every house if you don't give them candy. And it's fun for the kids. My God, how awful is that? The problem down here is it's the wrong season for it, in my own view. There's, you know, Easter and Halloween, I guess, should swap places or something, because <laughs> Easter is a spring holiday and Halloween is autumnal, but never mind. Enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not trying to take anyone's joy away. If, if celebrating makes you happy, make, make yourself happy. All right, we're going to get back to the music with Lori here, and we are honoring Lori Andrew. Oh, look at that. Oh, we might, yeah, we might crack through this, which is the Finnish Farmers off USA Live, and see if we have time for little Frank Zappa. Here we go, Laurie Anderson, on 105.4 FM, 1575 AM. During World War II, the Russians were testing their parachutes. Sometimes the chutes didn't open, and a lot of troops were lost this way. During the invasion of Finland, hundreds of troops were dropped during the middle of winter, as usual, some of the chutes didn't open, and the troops fell straight down into the deep snow, drilling holes 15 feet deep. The Finnish farmers would then get out their shotguns, walk out into their fields, find the holes, and fire down them. During the 1979 drought in the Midwest, American farmers began to rent their property to the United States government as sites for missile silos. They were told some of these silos contain Minutemen missiles and some do not. Some are designed to look like ordinary corn and grain silos. The military called these the decoy silos. But the farmers called them the scarecrows. The government also hinted that these silos might be connected by hundreds of miles of railroad in an underground shuttle system. This is the breadbasket. These are the crops. The shot heard round the world. The farmers, the Minutemen, the farmers, 
the ones who were there. of the world. West. Those who came before me.
When my father died, we put him in the ground. When my father died, it was like a whole library burned down. Remember me. Seventy-five a.m. Ladies and gentlemen. What you are observing here are magnified examples, or facsimiles, of human sperm. Generation after generation of these tiny creatures have sacrificed themselves in their persistent, often futile, attempt to transport the basic male genetic code. But where is this information coming from? They have no eyes. No ears, yet some of them already know that they will be bald. Some of them know that they will have small, crooked teeth. Over half of them will end up as women. Four hundred million living creatures, all knowing precisely the same thing. Carbon copies of each other in a kamikaze race against the clock. Now some of you may be surprised to learn that if a sperm were the size of a salmon, it would be swimming its seven-inch journey at 500 miles per hour. If a sperm were the size of a whale, however, it would be traveling at 15,000 miles per hour, or Mach 20. Now imagine, if you will, 400 million blind and desperate sperm whales departing from the Pacific coast of North America, swimming at 15,000 miles per hour, and arriving in Japanese coastal waters in just under 45 minutes. How would they be received? Would they realize that they were carrying information, a message? Would there be room for so many millions? Would they know that they had been sent for a purpose?
get the right bed music there, Tim. Come on now. It is 12 minutes till 10 here on 105.4 FM, 1575 AM. And, of course, we stream online at oar.org.nz, where you can download podcasts of all your favorite shows. How cool is that? Now, we were just listening to Laurie Anderson offer United States Live with a song called Rising Sun. Before we heard that, uh, we heard Mach 20, which uh, I think I've listened to this album before. I have parts of it that I committed to tape over the years, but not all of it. So some of it I know really well, and some of it I know almost not at all. So I quite enjoyed Mach 20. That was one of her signature style moves. And you'll notice the transition in a live show like that. She often does that. I don't know if those actually followed each other in the performance, but... Um, when I saw her, she would she would keep a, some kind of sound going from song to song, so that people didn't feel obligated to like awkward about whether oh should I applaud should I not applaud. She just keeps the sound going. Save the applause for the end, please. I, I quite like that. I respect that in her as an artist, and um, you know, it's just yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I'll say enough on that. Before that, we heard World Without End and what else? Finnish Farmers. And um, I cut out the applause on that, because, but that must have been the end of a performance. So I felt kind of bad. She, she deserves a big round of applause, old Lori, whom we're honoring tonight on the Afro-Caribbean show. And uh, be repeated next week and another live uh, show in a fortnight. Now, I should tell you, next Thursday, with the 28th, we're having our AGM. So, broadcasters, please come along, either by Skype or by... Well, actually, I think it's by Skype or by Skype, for the most part. Um, But 1 p.m. on the 28th of October, you should have an email about it. So, please participate. Come and join us. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate you participating. That's the main thing, too, about participation in leadership, whether it's government or, or you know, non-governmental type things like this station. Um, participation is important, and without it, it, you know, there's things that exist out in the community, and it, maybe it's partly our job to make sure people know we're here, but we need people to come in and, and participate, too, and, and step up. It's really fun and easy to make a show. If you're interested, you just come down and talk to the office staff during regular working hours and of course not monday because it's labor day right but um come on in and talk to them they'll show you how you can get on air and make your own show and uh, you know a lot of this stuff can be done from home now and and that's true but but you have the coordination and the the like larger infrastructure that exists here with the station and the staff that support it and manage the online information and you don't have to do much. That's It's really light duty once you learn how to work the board. It's real light duty on the user to just come in, make a show, let the professionals get it on air and online. And, uh, yeah, you're away laughing. But, yeah, AGM on the 28th of October at uh, 1 p.m. Now, we're going to carry on with Lori. We're going to hear Night in Baghdad. I'm kind of torn now because the longer I talk, the less we can't hear both songs anyway. We'll hear Night in Baghdad in that because it's an awesome tune. And um, off one of the four albums we've heard from tonight. And then we'll hear The Dream Before, a little bit of it, before we cut out for uh, Masha's Rockin' Hour Madness. That's at 10. BBC World News at 11. And then in the morning at 8, we've got Kids Mix with Kath B. Stories by Simon at 9. At 10, Democracy Now! 11, The Artie Farty Hour. 12, Wireless Books. It just keeps going. There's just all these great programs that you want to listen to here. And uh, possibly come and make your own. All right, here we go. This is Laurie Anderson with Night in Baghdad. Assuming that I've got the right... Device. <laughs> 
I could describe this to you better, but I can't talk very well right now, because I've got this damn gas mask on. So I'm just going to stick this microphone out the window, see if we can't hear a little better. Hello, California. What's the weather like out there now? ever really love me? Only when we danced. And it was so beautiful. It was like the 4th of July. like fireflies on a summer night. OAR.org.nz This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.